genre. Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Shannon. I'm here with uh, with the pe- I'm here with the people I'm always here with, Sean Batik. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey yo. As a reminder, uh, we spoil comic books on this show, so I'm gonna give you guys timestamps in the episode descriptions so you can skip anything you might need to skip. Our top story this week is Daredevil by Bendis and Maleev Ultimate Collection Volume 1 by Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Alex Maleev, David Mack, and Matt Hollingsworth. Oh, Not going to lie, that took me like three takes to get. So, um, <laughs> you know. so good. It's, it's complicated with all the, the, the three-person names. That's, the, that's how they get you, the Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> but, uh, man, this... What a walk down memory lane for me, because this is what got me into comic books. Uh, I just just to really drive the point home, like to like really get my myself in the like twelve year old zone. I uh, I read this all day yesterday, and I put on a little like fucking My Chemical Romance, you know, like uh, nice. the the three three cheers for Sweet Revenge that came out in two thousand two specifically, and uh, then I then I. Then I straightened my bangs to like a crispy, crispy straight, you know, like that, that I, I, I dyed it with like the, the raccoon stripes. Um, I gave myself snake bite <laughs> piercings. Uh, well, real. You, really, you really set the table for this. I huh? really did. I, it was like a whole ritual. I was 12 all over again. It was beautiful and horrible. Horrible, actually. Um, I yeah. don't want to be 12 again. <laughs> Sounds um, awful. <laughs> I did. I did read this book and listen to my chemical romance. That is a thing I did. Uh and it and it felt right. It felt uh it was it was it was glorious. Um both things hold up way better than they actually should. <laughs> For being, you know, pivotal in my development as a human. Well, I'll take your word on the MCR. Hey man, they're talented. I don't give a fuck. Hey man. Um, Great. I mean, like it definitely I don't I don't feel like I want to kill myself anymore <laughs> but <laughs> you know it's still wow. it's still, <laughs> it still hits you know <laughs> <laughs> uh it's that Zoloft for you baby <laughs> doing its job whoop, whoop. Uh, so anyway how, how so have y'all been how is everybody whoa whoa you guys are fucking it. on it today I uh I want to apologize to you Adam because I recently started doing my own um, uh, weekly show for the for the store. Uh, I do like a Friday thing where I shout out recommendations, half of which are just shit we're talking about here, and it's just like just synchronicity, you know. But um, editing myself is the worst, so I am I am sorry to you and sorry to Brian who has to edit me in his stupid videos. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Casey. Oh my god, I talk way too fast. It's impossible to edit me. Like I'm just talking over myself. So if I flub a thing, it's just like, well, that's just in there. Go fuck yourself. So, so I've re- I really haven't been editing the show that much lately. If I'm being perfectly honest, like there's usually a bunch of cuts I got to do at the very beginning because we we have specific shit we have to say and then at the very end but i've been kind of playing fast and loose with the edit button so if you've noticed you're right i really haven't been editing this show that long. <laughs> <laughs> well then i'm not sorry anymore i take it back 
<laughs> uh, yeah, no, just trying to, like, edit myself, like, I flubbed a word and then self-corrected too quickly. It's just like, oh, god damn it. Uh, I have to... <laughs> And then listening well, the, to myself the over and video over and over again. And this though is I can I can take that sentence and fix it with when you're trying to get it in one take in video. That's when that's when it gets tricky. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, you end up with that, those weird jump cuts. I hate jump cuts in like YouTube videos and stuff. It makes me fucking dizzy. Yeah, no, trust me. I'm trying to make it seamless and beautiful. Brian's been doing this for years, and I am now trying to like match his aesthetic after doing this for two weeks and I want to die. I hate it. It took me two hours each time to, to, it was a four minute video and it took me two hours to edit it. And I, I don't get paid enough. This is stupid. Well, on a, <laughs> when we first started doing this and a, I was trying to edit this for content. So that made you almost impossible to oh edit. Oh my God. Yeah. I was cursing all the time. We were trying to not do and that. I, <laughs> no, no. I also had no idea what I was doing. Like it would take me three or four days to get through an episode. Like I had to like really plan my week around it. And now it, it's like as long as the episode is to, to really cut this down. You're a fucking you. pro now. So you get used to it. You'll get faster. Yeah. You just cut out know. everything RJ says, and it's perfect. <laughs> well, that's, that is if you remember to save your audio in the first place. Oh! oh. Hey! Yep. Also, I'm Sick constantly burn. turning I you saved off, it before. I, I edited myself that time. <laughs> Sometimes you'll say something under your breath that was actually really funny, and I have to boost you all the way up. Yeah, RJ's always, that's, if there's ever a time in the show where you're like, oh my god, everyone is so mean to RJ because they're not laughing at that impeccable joke, it's because he said it inaudibly. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hear it, and then yeah. I, I like cut everything around it in, in editing. <laughs> He's just sneaking in with the best jokes and not getting the credit for it. <laughs> well, y'all want to talk about some comic books? Sure, man. Let's I guess do it's it. Daredevil Day here. Yo, it's fucking Daredevil Day. It's DDD. DDD. Fucking Triple D. Anywho, um, yeah, my first book here is uh, Daredevil number seven by Chip Zdarsky, Rafael De La Torre, Marco Cicchetto, Matthew Wilson, and Elisabetta D'Amico. Uh, so we are in the the most recent arc of daredevil towards the end i believe because it's part seven of the rest red fist saga mm. uh daredevil has left hell's kitchen with electra to go create the fist to take down the hand the hand is being led by the punisher because he is like their god emperor and daredevil has an island rehabilitation facility instead of prison like he's taking all these his rogues gallery broke him out of prison and is rehabilitating them to just be good people because prison doesn't work um we we fucking stand a king look look at him look at him go uh so this <laughs> issue starts out it just rolls up into like some town i think it's like south yeah north carolina it's in charlotte north carolina he just rolls in with with all of his boys and is like hey uh this horrible corporation is trying to, uh, ca yeah, Castle Max is trying to um, evict all of its occupants on, like, bullshit manufactured violations. Like, it's basically like, oh, all these people are, like, rent-controlled, uh, and we want to kick them out so we can demolish it and make more money. So the police are busting in and trying to, like, serve these eviction notices, and uh, Daredevil just says, uh, 
If your job is protecting property over people, then get a new fucking job and help people. Like, <laughs> dude, what <Damn>. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, that, that line made me shit, maybe yell out loud. I had to, I, I sent a picture of this to, to the podcast because I was just like, what? Like, this is like the third page of this book. Holy fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, what a great start. Put that on a shirt. Um, so yeah, it's like, <laughs> You're like, I want this whole page on a shirt. <laughs> I think I do have a shirt that says, if your job is protecting property over people, get a better fucking job. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, so Daredevil sends his goons in. It's like a uh, bullet and the speed demon and some like other like old cronies, and they're just beating up cops. Fuck yeah! And uh, turns out Castle Max <laughs> seeded the entire building with explosives because it was cheaper and easier to just blow the whole fucking thing up, including the cops, uh, and and blame it on protesters because of course. Um, and Daredevil being able to sense where all the bombs are sends Speed Demon to disarm them misses one and it's on the roof and it like the cops are having like a showdown with like this little girl on the roof and uh the explosion sends her off to her certain doom and who catches her but stilt man nice everyone's favorite guy with real long legs (laughs) here he is he's doing it um rebranding himself as a hero i love it I mean, what else are you going to do as Stiltman except catch people falling off of buildings? It's literally, that's yeah, it's what like, he should have been doing all along. Yeah, he recovered sure. he from... He make a lot of money as a painter, honestly. <laughs> he recovered uh, from honestly. the that being, being the leader of that weird small village in that alternate dimension with Tony Stark, where, all the, where he was lying to everyone and feeding them the Sentinels. I don't even know what book that is, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. <laughs> the last time you I saw Stiltman, the best window washer in New York City. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, last time New I saw Stiltman, he was. Windows. Last time I saw Stiltman, he was blowing up Hell's Kitchen for a bunch of gentrifiers in a previous issue of Daredevil. Like it was like all those dudes working for um, not Kingpin, but the other the the fucking gentrifiers, whatever their names are. Yeah, the Strom- um, I don't know what Stromwinds. Stromwinds, yeah, Stromwinds. I don't um, know which. See- what the order of events is there. Yeah, I don't know either. But speaking <laughs> of uh, fucking just, just beating up gentrifiers, uh, Daredevil busts into the CEO of Castle Max's office and just is like, hey, fucking cut that shit out. Or I'm going to come back for stop you. Stop trying that's, to kill people. <laughs> yeah, stop. That, that's not good. Don't do that. Stop and, that. Um, and then as they leave, uh, Bullet confronts him because Bullet's like one of his villains that's like in the rehabilitation thing. And he's like, hey, man, um, I get why you're doing this for us. But like that CEO is going to go do a bunch of horrible shit. Like, why isn't he getting rehabilitated? You just give him a stern talking to. He's going to just keep being evil. And Daredevil's like, yeah, and we'll, we'll be there. I, I don't have all the answers. Like, it's just this like good <laughs> confrontation. Trying. Yeah, like I'm trying my best. I'm doing my best at this. Um. But Bullet comes, like, he hits him with, like, a, well, you're not helping me at all. Like, you just, you've taken me from an actual prison to your prison, which is, like, better, but I'm still not with my kid. Can I please go? And Daryl's like, you know what? Yes. Like. This is just a different kind of prison. Could you maybe not? Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, the thing that makes me want to be a good person is my kid, so I'm going to go be with my kid now. And it's like, that's fair. But he gives them, like, a little, like. Yeah communication gym 
Uh, and it's funny because like later on, Electra's like, well, did you tell him that the gym spies on him? He's like, no, I didn't. Thank you. I didn't tell him that. I told him it's just if he needs to talk. So he's got a little like, um, you know, keeping him in check thing. But it immediately comes back to bite him in the ass because uh, Bullock tries to go home and there's a bunch of fucking hand ninjas there. And the hand ninjas uh, kidnapped him and his kid. And they're basically like holding them ransom, like threatening to murder them in uh, to, to lure the fist out to Daredevil and his crew. There's there's like a really cool thing with this where, where Daredevil's like, yeah, like we're not ready, but like evils always is and you're not going to be ready. So, you know, I, I go to my guys and I tell them I tell them there's a kid. And we're like, we're not ready, but. You just got to do your best. You know, like, it's we like... We got to go save this fucking kid. Yeah, they, like, cause he, they know that Punisher will kill Bullet, but they know that Punisher isn't going to kill a kid. So, like, we got to go save the kid at the very least. Try to save Bullet and <clears throat> definitely save his kid. Um, and I'm behind on Punisher, but he's got a fucking dragon, apparently? Hmm. I, think that's, I think that's the demon. That's... Is that the beast? Is that the thing that they're <clears throat> worshipping is literally is a dragon? I think that's the idea, is the beast <laughs> is coming out. Like, he's, uh... He's he's fucked up right now, man. Oh yeah, Frank, no, I know. I know. Frank's, Punisher is like legitimately insane right now. He's because... being well. He's being used because by the hand woman, yeah, and the the beast because <laughs> he because he got his fucking wife back. And, yeah, but his kids his kids keep melting and becoming zombies. So it's not oh, all, so I it's hate not when that happens. Yeah, yeah, but he's like definitely lost a little bit. And they oh, just yeah. kind of take oh. it. There's also a whole arc where Ares is like, uh, bro, what happened? I thought we were tight. You're feeding, <laughs> you're, you're working for a false god. I'm the real fucking god of war. Let's fucking go. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty great. <laughs> Dude, but Frank Castle has some weird shit in his, in his story. Well, this one's like, basically just like, you're the best at killing stuff, so come kill stuff so our god can give you powers. Because he's got powers now. And, and the like, first time anything. he's had magical powers either. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also he's also been a Frankenstein, and I think he was an angel at one point. Yeah, he had nice. angel magic. For yeah, we a don't while. need to talk about. We don't need to talk <laughs> about angel Punisher. He was the cosmic ghost rider. <laughs> well, I mean, he still technically is the cosmic ghost rider, but that's like a different. That guy's so far gone and insane that it's a completely different character at this point. Like yeah, Frank has yeah the the Frankenstein the Frankencastle shit was fucking weird weird uh, shit I loved it it's fucking weird but I love it um, yeah yeah I mean I feel like they had to do something to rehabilitate the character because like of no fault of his own Nazis decided that the Punisher was their guy so it's like okay how do we just do the opposite of anything like that okay we yeah. we make him insane and work for the hand. Sure. Well, yeah, he still he still has like mm. his odd code of ethics in there, so he's still got the Punisher in there. But it's yeah, he's definitely was on a collision course with Daredevil ever since the Hand called him up. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I like a good Daredevil Frank Castle beef. It's always yeah, it's always nice. And this beef I isn't like... going to be hey, I want to kill somebody. It's going to be like I'm going to kill you so I can keep my zombie wife. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill. Everything. It's going to be a bummer. So it's going to be a real kill... bummer. Yeah, it's like he's he's gonna kill anyone and anything that he has to to keep his wife mm -hmm. because he's completely cuckoo bananas now. 
Yeah, um, Daredevil knows something about that, so it should be interesting. Yep. But yeah, I just, I, you know, be- between all the, like, hey, pr- maybe prison is terrible, and uh, we shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> prison and, and landlords uh, are terrible. Landlords are evil, and uh, CEOs are evil, and if cops are being evil, you should punch them in the face. It's just, like, it's a win for me, dog. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's just W's down the list. Yeah, really. It's like eat the rich and uh, burn the prisons. Yeah. <laughs> done yeah, and dude. done. Well, <laughs> speaking of wives, I guess there we go. I got it. I did it. I'm nailed, trying that one it. out. Speaking nailed of hell, see how we see how it goes. Um, my book is uh, Mary Jane and Black Cat Dark Web by Jed McKay, Vincenzo Carato, and Brian Reber. This is issue number two. Um, we keep forgetting to say friend of the show, Jed McKay. I don't want him yeah, to think that we've forgotten about him. <laughs> he is our forever friend of the very show. important part of the the introduction. He he knows by now. He knows y'all know. Yeah, we'll talk to Jed later. No problem. Well, we'll clear yeah. it up. We'll tell him we're sorry. Close <laughs> <laughs> personal uh, friend. Sorry, of I didn't the mean show. to. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we talked about issue one. Uh, where Mary Jane Randomly has powers now, and sure does. Uh, Black Cat and her fell into a portal to hell, which is, seems a lot of the dark web miniseries is the characters randomly falling into portals to hell or limbo, <laughs> which you know. Um, and uh, so they get summoned by Belasco because Belasco needs a thief, and so they're having dinner with Belasco, and Belasco explains that he needs his soul sword back. Uh, a soul sword is a sword that kind of denotes that you're the ruler of Limbo. Um, and uh, Belasco was given one for like a very small period of time until they were like, no, that's a bad idea. Let's not do that. We can take, <laughs> we can take it away. So Maybe not him. So his soul sword is like hidden in this tower that is like kind of in another dimension, but because of... The Screaming Tower? Which yeah, is the Screaming name. Tower. My great favorite name. tower. Yeah. I have one of those. That's where I live. You just stub your toe <laughs> in every, like, every time you walk. You're just, just oh. constantly screaming. The entire spiral uh, <laughs> staircase is covered in Legos. Yeah, it's just Legos. And you can't, you can't wear any socks or shoes. You, you have to just go barefoot. Um, so, because oh of... Because of the events of Dark Web, because of... Uh, limbo kind of like meshing with the with the normal realm and everything all the boundaries kind of getting getting loose um the tower is easier to access now because uh so Belasco needs black cat and and mary jane uh to go get his soul sword that is stuck in that tower he's also skinned himself <laughs> oh god uh yeah. jed mckay is so good at just coming up with like the craziest heist scenario yeah like, just get get this <laughs> man to write a ludicrous. fucking oceans 11 like wh- where where's yeah. where is his fucking logan like lucky marvel oceans 11 yeah like, yeah dude wild, yeah, bro. yeah I, like, oh, that's what the that's what a black cat movie should be just do yeah. like a marvel's oceans 11 mm, yeah yeah oh, i always cool. appreciated the fact that he kind of keeps the whole like cat burglar identity alive in the plot even though you know and like it doesn't 
necessarily Even those circumstances are insane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is he really working with what he, what he's given there. No, it's I. Yeah, but like it's a way to keep a familiar character well, and or trope like interesting. And the 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 circumstances being insane is what makes it fun. Like sure. it's if it was just a normal heist to be like, okay, that's a heist cool but it's like yeah, oh so no he, no you gotta yeah, go right. steal a soul sword from a screaming tower in hell dude like, yeah it's yeah. great <laughs> because new york's being overrun by demons and belasco is just opportunistic <laughs> you still got a heist the heist never quits baby hey man so they uh they go to the tower and uh they're they're quickly um besieged by uh everyone uh, else demons, trying to get yeah. like hungry hunter hungry demons hungry um, hungry demons Hungry, hungry demons. They, it's my favorite game. They they all look like really like some of them just look like dudes that haven't eaten in a while, but others look like like one's like a bull guy and one's like uh, a weird rancor monster. Really One looks Mike, like Mike Wachowski from. I was just about to is. say Mike Wachowski from Monster <laughs> Sing. Yeah. Yes. We're Sully. We're Sully at. <laughs> yeah see, um, see the one in the hood so anyway. they're well, all different they're, looking there could it could actually be mike because they own pixar right yeah he's not, not yeah. Well, mike I'm, doesn't have a horn i don't want to think about it that hurts my brain <laughs> he works a nine to five he's yeah, busy he does have horns mike, mike Zowski, but he doesn't have like the one like oh he doesn't have the one you're right he's got the two sorry no he works a nine to he works a nine to nine p to five a in case you guys were wondering Ah, uh, yes, he does work a non, 9 to 5, it's just the... Non-typical uh, 9 to 5. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mary Jane is also talking about how she's not, she's trying to not use her powers, because last time she used her powers, she turned into pudding, um, which Black Cat is kind of... Black Cat is kind <laughs> of just using as, like, a... It's like, are you sure everything's okay? Like, I don't know about your powers, because... Last time you turned to the pudding. Um, what are MJ's powers again? Well, no one. There's well, we don't it's know. a slot machine. It's, it's like a slot machine. Slot machine. It's like That's dial H for hero, but it's a slot machine instead of a phone. That's all we know. It's just like random. Um, because apparently no one's going to fill in the giant time gap in Spider-Man ever. <laughs> yeah, we'll someone, get there. Someone has, to, someone has to just please let us know what the hell is going yeah. on. Anyway, uh, they're talking. They're, like Mary Jane's trying to not use her powers because the last time she did it, um, one of the slots on the slot machine, uh, or two of the slot, two of the slots in the slot machine are came up skulls, and she talks about how like when one skull came up, it was a problem, and then two skulls she turned into pudding, and she doesn't know what three skulls does, but she's not gonna risk it because she's got kids, and you know it, it might be death. Who knows? Maybe some it, it's Paul. someone's death for sure. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm certain someone would die. I don't Maybe know she turns into her. hot pockets. I don't, I don't know. It could, <laughs> it could be whatever. Um, it could. So then, then the uh, then the the demons come after them, and 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 Black Cat's like, well, you know, you're probably gonna have to use your powers. So she, so she uh, spins the spins the machine, and one skull comes up, and she starts shooting feathers out of her hand. <laughs> it's like, okay. Not much we can do with power. this. I love the, like, design and, like, summoning of the power. It's very cool looking. Yeah. This looks like she's getting fucking fully powered up it, and then she just shoots feathers. It's very anime-y <laughs> of, like, yeah, the, like, sure. like, Naruto, like, the, the gods, like, hovering over them. And, it's great. Um, yeah. 
And, and I like the effect of the feathers too because it, it just looks like someone like ripped a pillow open and it's like <laughs> covering all the panels. It reminds me of that uh that indie book Hinch Girl and yes, like one of the her carrots. roommates can the carrots. Yeah, the mm-hmm. roommate can just make carrots. It's just like, do you want a carrot? It's like, no, I still I still do not want a carrot. I don't know when that's gonna be useful. <laughs> I say this all the time, but I wish there were more X-Men like that. Oh, like the worst X-Men ever? That guy who's, whose power was to blow up, but he couldn't survive it? Mm, you yeah. ever read that book? to blow that up book? once. Yeah, it's like, yeah, your, your power is to blow up, but you can't survive the blowing up, so don't oh. use your power. And like Gold Balls before he, he became a living god. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, <laughs> Colossus and the Ultimates had it. It was like he wasn't strong enough to lift his arm, so he had to do steroids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it's like, what use is being covered in metal if you're like, if it's gonna murder you? Like, um, it's a fair point. So, yeah, I was Mary- talking about that with Wolverine. Sorry to, to uh, diverge it again, but uh, Wolverine can't swim, right? Anytime Wolverine's underwater, I want to throw a book across the room. Like, there's no <laughs> way that guy can swim. There's no way that guy can lift that much adamantium underwater. Anyway, sorry, continue the book. Maybe. <laughs> You know, let's not get into Wolverine it. is just yeah. one of those it's one of those things where I just I just I just stop. I just stop it. I just gotta put it away. Yeah, that's just, probably for the best. I can't think about the logistics of a man whose skeleton is coated in metal. Guy must have some tense shoulders. <laughs> well, that's where he carries all the stress. Yeah. <laughs> that's where he carries the burden of being Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're uh they're running away from the the, the uh demons because feathers aren't aren't really cutting it and then um they fall down and they fall down into a mysterious uh well that's like uh like a giant hole that's in the middle of the tower and they're like that's weird that this is in the middle of a tower but that's okay um and uh felicia's finally able to grapple onto something and then they encounter sim uh it was a good it was a good time yeah sim yeah. shows up he doesn't seem he doesn't ever seem to help anybody out other than himself, I guess. No. I yeah. mean I guess that makes him demon. a pretty good demon, yeah. 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 He's a demon. Bad dude, great demon. Magic magic has had like tons of interactions with Sim. Yeah, yeah. Uh I like, like how there's eyeballs everywhere. Like there's eyeballs all over the walls. Mm. Demons just got extra eyeballs. What well, yeah, what is seeing what those eyeballs are looking at? Is that like one thing that sees with all those eyes? Or are they their own? What happens if I you, mean that's just that's just limbo CCTV. What happens when you yeah. go to a dot <laughs> when your tower with eyeballs needs to go to an eye doctor? Like how do you do you it get needs like, glasses? Do you yeah, get they all do you hire glasses? like a bunch of eye doctors to come and like inspect each floor and like someone's gotta change all the contact lenses? Yeah, custom made contact lenses. Takes, I mean, or it just it just gets headaches because it, it can't see very well. Well, it is screaming, weeks. so it might have might have a few headaches. It just needs eye drops. That's why it just, it's screaming. Yeah, they just need to do a saline there, flush of the tunnels of this place once in a while. There's a demon whose job is just a like a like a Flintstone sized uh, eye drop contain like eyedropper goes around and and it's like watering plants yeah. but it's just yeah. watering the eyeballs of the tower you have a big thing of clear eyes. yeah <laughs> just the worst job <laughs> i'm just imagining a like a like a gardener with like the tank of water on his back that he's mm-hmm. like spraying out yeah the, just spraying like, them all yeah <laughs> Yeah, and every time every time he finishes his cycle, he has to start over because it's so fucking big. 
But it's also, you know, it's hell. So he, he did something hell, in yeah. life that deserved this. Yeah. He's just like some regular guy. He's not even a demon. He was, he was <laughs> just a just guy who let guy. all of his... It was like a guy who let all his plants die in yeah, life. Some, like he yeah. was just really bad at They're keeping like, plants. This was like, what are you doing here? Oh, uh, insider trading. Yeah. So I gotta water all the eyeballs. No, they the, get a what much worse punishment. I was the CEO. CEO that, I, was, I was the CEO of Castle Max. That's where um <laughs> that's where Sam Bankman Fried is gonna go when he dies. That that's his job in hell is to, is to eyedropper the screaming tower. Oh, it, it's like yeah. what what are you doing here? I sold NFTs. <laughs> yeah, that that's that I created feels right. a Ponzi scheme with NFTs. <laughs> it's every MOM. It's the MOL screaming tower. Yeah, and the the head of the Screaming Tower cleaning crew is just Bernie Madoff. <laughs> All right, guys, first day. All right, I'll show you the ropes. Well, this we went off the rails here. Yeah. Sorry, I love how we just weird. wrote our whole Screaming Tower mini series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Someone call our friend of the pod, Judd McKay. <laughs> we have ideas. This I this book is great. I I ta- I talked about. The yeah, first issue, fun. just anytime McKay writes Black Cat, everyone already knows it's going to be my pick. Um, yeah. We can just fucking bank, take that shit to the bank, man. Yeah. So predictable at this point. That's fair. It's <laughs> really good. It's fun. It's one of the m- routinely, like, the more fun books that come out. with, Especially, like, uh, just from this event, it was just, mm-hmm. like, a sw- I don't have to worry about the rest of the event. Just focus on this, like, great side story with Black Cat. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I don't need to know really what's going on with the rest of it. Just read the, these, what, five, I think it's going to be five issues or something. So. Nice. Perfect. So there's yeah. lots of more shenanigans to come. <laughs> All right. All right. Speaking of shenanigans, uh, I got Human Target number 10 by Tom King and Greg Small. Oh, God. He's here. <laughs> He's here. It's Nort! Oh, this man. We we keep saying we're going to come back to this and talk about this when it comes out in trade. We have to. And, but we had to talk about this issue because it's got Nort and we were just talking about Justice League International not long ago. So I love this. We got to give our boy Nort some respect. I love the way he's drawn in this. Well, because he got, he got older and fatter. He got mm-hmm. a beer gut. I love he it. He looks like um, Barf. Yeah, 100%. From Spaceballs. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's true. Like, yeah, he's got like that headcanon John Candy voice. Oh, like, yeah. Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. Between. Oh, my God. So good. So if you haven't been reading uh, Human Target, you should, first of all. But it's yes. it's a murder mystery involving all of the members of the JLI. And, yeah, the um, Human Target has to solve his own murder, and the suspects are the JLI. Right. So we've recently found out that um, spoiler, it's Guy Garner. And are we, spoiler, are, we, are we that shocked? shocked? Are we that shocked? And spoiler, Guy Garner exploded. I missed the well, last issue. Uh, no, this was issues ago. Um, it was the end of issue, issue six. Issue five, six. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Ice froze him, and uh, Human Target punched him, so he shattered into a bunch of little pieces. And so they murdered him, and then they covered up their murder. And then they just fucked so yeah, much. They, they've been fucking a lot. Just yeah. nonstop. Just, just, Which, like, oh my God. Can't really blame either of them, if I'm being oh, yeah, honest. Come on. 
<laughs> that dude's dying. He's pretty attractive and like it's ice. Dude is dying. And you and then there's ice, so you know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so human target goes to Nort, who was, you know, on the JLI for a hot well, second. Well so so who's drinking before big we get belly to that. beer. So good. Bef- before we get to that, um so he he killed Guy Gardner, figured out that Guy Gardner was the one who poisoned him, and then the entire last issue was him running from the specter of Batman because he's like, well, okay, so I murdered a guy. Batman already knows he's on our tail. So it's him <laughs> just running and expecting to run into Batman. And it's like, he just like fights a random guy in a diner. Cause he's like, well, that must be Batman in disguise. So he just like, luckily starts, this like, was, yeah, and it's Batman not just Batman. Off. It's grumpy JLI Batman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. JLI um, day so, off Batman, hopefully. So yeah. they have a, a whole day where he just keeps <laughs> expecting Batman to pop up and so like good. arrest him for murder. And he's like, oh, well, okay. So Batman isn't on to me, which can only mean one thing. Guy Gardner isn't dead. Like his, his conclusion is not, oh, that. Batman just didn't hear that I killed a guy. It's like, oh, no, no, there is no I way. I didn't kill that- him. I also yeah. love the fact that Batman has as much interest in human targets story as he did the JLI. <laughs> yeah, he's just completely absent. I just I love that yeah. the entire issue is about Batman and he doesn't show up. It's just the fear of being found out by Batman that is the entire issue. Which is which is great cuz I feel like that's very real. That's the power that Batman has. It's yeah. just the that's that's how all villains feel all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like any day sure. now he's just going to fucking pop up. <laughs> and he usually does. And he do- he always does unless there isn't a crime. And then that's when he realizes that guy's not dead. So he's got to he tracks down Nort specifically to figure out how and why guy isn't guy. dead. He he needs yeah, access he uses, to files. He, yeah, he's he uses Green Nort to social engineer himself into the Green Lantern Corps file system. Beautiful. Because the Green Lantern Corps keeps a file on literally everybody up until like the moment of death. So he's like, "All right, if he really died, there will be an end to mm-hmm. Guy Gardner's file, and we'll know for sure. And then Dude. finds out, no, Guy isn't dead. That's barf. I love it so much, dude. Yeah, and Nort is just drunk throughout this whole thing. And the whole time is, like, complaining that, like... Well, what, what's funny is he has just, like, this Green Lantern door that'll take him directly to OA... Because he got lost on the way to OA once, and it became a huge problem for the Green Lantern Corps. They're like, "Look, we're just going to give you a door." Also, so you call it have... OA. I pronounce it OA. I think oh, both. I, would, I just I thought feel... it was an abbreviation. I feel like both could oh, be. No. It's the name of the planet or whatever. Yeah, I think it's OA. But I also I could absolutely be wrong. We have a Wendigo situation here. <laughs> I've, I've only I've only Never. heard Oa, but I don't, yeah. I don't I don't I don't know if I've ever actually watched something where they talk about it. Oh, you, you haven't seen, seen the, uh, the Green Lantern starring Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> no, I, I did, but I think not. I have, but I think I blocked it out of my memory. Oh, well, I don't so dare you. anyone for not seeing that movie. Like they win in that situation. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I just found out that Taiko Waititi was in that movie. You know what the crazy part about that movie is like. <laughs> It it could have been decent if they didn't try to do four different stories. They tried to do so much with that movie. But um, also they turned Parallax into a cloud. The same thing that they did with the fucking Fantastic Four and Galactus. Yeah, we anyway, don't have to yeah. uh, workshop the problems with yeah, Ryan already, Reynolds' Green Lantern movie. Yeah, they already took care of that. This train is way off the fucking rails. Sorry. <laughs> um, the problem with Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern is <laughs> Nort wasn't in it. 
we can move yeah. on now. Clearly. And that's the good thing about human target number 10. Exactly. Back on track. I just, I love human target's plan to use Nort in order to get to the files. Uh, they don't mention it, but I love, like, Nort is a nepotism hire, so, like, oh, that's they're right. not going to fire him. He could get I in as much trouble as he wants. I always well, forget th- that. That's kind of a through plot of Nort's complaining. Like, he keeps complaining about, like, really bad problems that he has caused for the Green Lantern Corps, and they're solutions to those problems which are never ever just taking his ring away well they talk about who is like he they talk about he's a nepotism hire like who is he related to i I don't think we're ever gonna find out is there like like, unless we find out kangaroo person that they do respect unless there's a jli 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 arc that i don't remember there might be i don't know i just feel like the green lanterns are not an organization that like puts up like you could easily just get another one. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, part of the that's, that's what makes it so funny. That's fair. Is that that's somewhere fair. there's like Nort's granddad who's like an iconic, uh, iconic Green Lantern. Yeah, a deeply yeah. respected Green Lantern. It's like the Hal Jordan of wherever Nort's from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, fucking I love Nort. that. Like Nort is telling Human Target. He's telling Christopher Chance like. It's real. It's a really bad thing to let people in. Last time I let anyone into the records room, um, I got I got in so much trouble. Like I was, and it was in Superman, so much and it was Superman, and like <laughs> that's like the most trustworthy person you'll ever meet. So like, if they got mad that I took Superman in there, they're just they're really gonna freak out if I do it again. Anyway, you want to go to the room? <laughs> <laughs> this is a complete lack of self awareness. I love it. So he finds out that that um that guy's still alive and he finds out that he finds out where he is but before he goes there he goes to buy a jar of peanut butter which is like this weird th- it, it's like another one of those scenes with Nort just kind of getting drunker and and dumber and he's just like at a grocery store buying peanut butter and then goes and finds guy challenges him to a a no ring fist fight and then just slaps him in the face with a handful of peanut butter. And then, like, the narration is explaining that one thing he learned from Guy's file is that he has a deadly allergy to peanut butter. No. Oh Here's God. the thing. Here's the thing. He knew that he had a deadly allergy to peanut butter, but he didn't put it in his file because Guy Gardner is such a macho asshole that he thought it would be a weakness. So if he had put it in his file, the ring would have protected him. The ring does everything oh, it can. Right, right, right. Uh, the ring does everything it can to protect its its owner from so the ring doesn't death. know that. It, so 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 he didn't put it. Knows in his, that he's yeah okay. He knows that yeah. he has a peanut allergy, but the ring specifically does not. So that's yeah. why he needed the file so he could see that it doesn't know that, so he could take advantage of it. Yeah. So he yeah. so he goes to the grocery store. He buys a jar of peanut butter and he buys an EpiPen. So he slaps a guy with a handful of peanut butter and then goes, I will give you this EpiPen if you tell me how and why you're still alive. <laughs> this little panel of him just giving a thumbs up. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking good. The art, I, like, I know we talk about it every time. The art is so fucking good, man. Yeah, this art, the color palette of this book is just so friggin' beautiful. But also, yeah, like, the, the things that, that Greg Smallwood does with light is just like unbelievable. Also, like, Human Target giving Batman a run for his money here, man. Just punching guy in the face multiple well, times. Well, like he's pretty. He's pretty. Well, that and like, man, he's pretty fucking good at figuring this shit out. He's a good <laughs> like, detective. He's a very good detective. <laughs> that comes with being a spy. No, absolutely. He's very good at it. 
I mean, he's a master of disguise and a master detective. That's kind of his thing. <laughs> I, like that, yeah. uh, I like that guy. The He's at a pool hall, and it's at the corner of Kevin and Keith's. Kevin Giffen. Or Keith Giffen and Kevin McGuire. Yep. That's all. <laughs> JLI. That's, all. So That's good. awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, I got a quick book, and then we can really get into the, uh, the meat of it. Uh, it's Black Cloak, number one. Uh, image number one because you know that's kind of my brand uh kelly thompson <laughs> meredith mclaren and becca carey um this one was it kind of caught me from the first page i wasn't sure what this book was but i you know image once gotta check it out just this opening page just talks about you know this is the last city of the world there was a huge world ending war but victory was snatched from the jaws of defeat i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> and it just talks about the evil was vanquished, the kingdom was united, and it's not going great. Turns out everyone's a lot better off when there's a great evil to be vanquished, and when there's not a common enemy, there's a fucking mess, and there's a lot of assholes. Like, what did okay. we learn from Watchmen? You know, <laughs> right. could, the world can unite among you know evils, aliens. This yeah, takes a very, big uh, squid monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. then very quickly we kind of get hopped into this fantasy world where we have all these different types of beings uh, we have mer uh people uh just elf elves uh human whole slew of people living together in this fantasy world and we have these black cloaks they call it. they appear to be like the detectives of the uh the realm i guess and i can't quite sure but they seem to be a specific class that they're kind of like above, not above the law, but they're like very revered. They're not to be fucked with. Um, and a classic we have, uh, and then they go figure out, they go to this murder scene and it's a, uh, royal, some kind of royal in this fantasy world has been murdered. So right off the bat, we are in deep shit. So it's a royal murdered in a slum, um, above a strip club <laughs> in a known, uh sex worker's apartment so it's like it's checking a whole lot of boxes guys <laughs> so we kind of get some quick backstory the one main black cloak that we follow we find out she's got she's actually been she knows the royalty she's of that same class of people um but has been exiled for reasons unknown so we kind of get some mysterious background, but we also kind of get some uh, little politics. They're in the they're in the bar, and there's like a mermaid in the back, kind of like swing around, looking sad as fuck, kind of. But like they look like they're on like show, basically. And then as this woman is leaving, she calls the uh, like the office, like, "Yeah, we got a we got a mermaid here. Looks like they're fucking doped out of their mind. Can you come pull them out for us?" It's like, all right, so this at least they're trying to help some people that are trying they're getting fucked over here. So, but as this goes through, we kind of see it's a huge issue. It's like a 55 page issue. But let's go through. Yeah, we there's get this, a lot here. Yeah, we get this really good world building. We get a couple bodies. They they dump this body into a mer lake thing, and um it's just like a giant bite, and they threw it out. They're like, okay, this person was poisoned. What would eat it? Why would they reject it? All this stuff. So we kind of got a lot of just a good detective story um, with all this world building along. And I just got, you know, kind of got sucked into it a little bit. I feel like it kind of reminded me of um, 
just like a classic fantasy novel setting um with some powers and stuff i've I've been reading like brandon sanderson books and i was like this feels like that vibe yeah yeah i enjoyed it so uh, i'm gonna check out the next couple this was like an oversized issue um and it ends with our main character like being stabbed to death almost so you know we'll see what happens (laughs) yeah i'm a big fan of like fantasy futurism like yeah it's just a, you could tell interesting stories in a different realm, so you don't have to, you can make up the rules as you go along, you can get some cool magic systems and stuff in there if you want, but you could still tell some, some pointed stories if you'd like, so I really enjoyed the first issue. Hell yeah, Brad. Alright, All right, y'all ready that for this? DD, that oh, fucking dat donk. Dat donk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so... I, uh, I I mentioned at the top of the show, I uh, this was the book that got its hooks into me and got me really because like so <laughs> short story long. My mom was a uh, real estate <laughs> agent, and she, and we would drive around. I would I would go like look at houses and shit with her. And whenever we were near a comic book store, she would like stop and let me get something. Um, but that wasn't all the time because Tallahassee sucks and its comic book stores suck. <laughs> um, and. You know, in those travels, I, I picked up a couple random back issues, and I picked up random, like, I, Watchmen and Killing Joke and things that I should not have been reading that young. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until I got obsessed with Kevin Smith movies, and then I got Guardian Devil, which is, like, Kevin Smith's, like, miniseries. Which is, like... I remember that one. Bonkers. It is bonkers and very 90s. It's like Joe Quesada art. Um, That's the beginning but, of this run, right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. So immediately after that, I was I started like the next time I went into the comic book store, I got like the single issues of Daredevil because that's the next step, right? And it was I, it wasn't like exactly when Brian Michael Bendis started, but it was fucking close. And then I got a like a subscription, so like I never missed an issue because they showed up to my house. It wasn't like I had to drag my mom to a comic book store to pick it up. It was just like, it was waiting in the mailbox for me. I and missed through the mail comic book subscriptions. We need to bring that shit back. No, because it would, it would destroy comic book stores. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no. So uh, the, uh, I, was, I was 12 reading this book. And this is a lot of 12. It feels like it should have been a crime. Like, I don't know who the crime would be against. Certainly not my mom, because there's no way she could have known. Um, but, like, uh, this book is way too horny for a 12-year-old. <laughs> um, What's funny is, like, it's not outwardly horny. Like, there's a couple parts where you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, there it is. But they're, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of peppered in. Yeah, that's gets the thing. Horny is, like, later, hornier later on. It does. It he, he's a little does. too busy to, to yeah, be he's, he's, that horny he's got right a, now. He's got a lot on his plate uh, to be extra horny, but then things calm down and it's just horny. Um, but yeah, like even if my mom had flipped through this, there's no way she could have known. The art is great, and she's like, wow, this looks like a great book for my child. Here you go. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this art is jaw-dropping. It is. It truly is. Like it, I, Imagine this being your first book and then going from this to literally anything else on the shelf. It's like there nothing else 
nothing else stood a chance. It was like, I, I was like, oh, let me check out Ultimate Avengers. And it's like, no, nah, no. <laughs> like, who was doing that? Like, Brian Hitch? That's fine, but it's not fucking this. So the first story arc, and like, some of the storytelling devices in this are incredible and revolutionary and like, could not happen now, you know? Like, the very first arc that Brian Michael Bendis does is from the perspective of Ben Yurick, a reporter for the Daily Planet, and it's Daily him Bugle. and I'm sorry, yes, the Daily Bugle, not the Daily Planet. That's a different company. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he so he works for J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson, and he's supposed to be covering the trial of the century against Kingpin, but he's hooked on like this like. D-lister villain uh, Leapfrog went Leap missing. Frog. Leapfrog. Leapfrog. Of all fucking Well, I people. don't. He's a piece of shit. But He's a piece of shit, yeah. And you find out he's really a piece of shit. And so, like, so Yurik is just, like, hung up on not only his disappearance, but his kid has gone, like, catatonic and is stuck in a loop of this, like, comic book fight between a character he made up called the Fury and Daredevil. And so, like, Yurik is just like, there's something to this. Like, there's something is going on. This kid saw something, and Daredevil's involved, and I don't know what the fuck it is. So it's an entire two issues of just him investigating Three. this. And getting, getting yelled. Oh, oh incredible. Three. But it's, like, him getting yelled at by fucking uh, J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> and just, like, hitting the beat and trying to figure out the story, talking to Spider-Man about it, like, all the shit. I like how it's he's, not until he's looking into all this, and he's supposed to be... Covering the trial, covering of a trial, yeah. trial of Kingpin, um, exactly. And he's just like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's every and, and everyone's I covering love that, that. between him and Jameson, because Jameson wants to sell newspapers, and selling newspapers is the Kingpin story. And he's right. like, this this guy that everyone is glad disappeared isn't a fucking story. I'm not going to sell papers with Leapfrog is missing. <laughs> yeah, but but he does like. Yurik, as a good storyteller and as a good reporter, knows that there is something there. Like he has this. He knows something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. and and he's also and he knows heartbroken. That it's more than Leapfrog is fucking missing. Right. Yeah. Right. And he's heartbroken for this kid that's clearly going through like the worst trauma that anyone could ever right. experience, and like can't communicate it because he's just reliving some kind of trauma. Yeah. So yeah, like, no one's looking out for this kid. Yeah. Correct. So like. Not until the like fucking third issue of this going on does Daredevil finally show up. And, and the first thing that shows up is his whole ass. His entire <laughs> awesome ass. Like just it's just plump red ass. It the is, people's it ass. Is the stupid. people's ass. The cake the cake is <laughs> just gonna break RJ. Immaculate. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's literally the first thing that it's the I know it's okay. Like the panel cuts off at his head, so it's like it's just like here's. here's I just don't think the ass is backside. I just don't think the ass is that crazy there. No, I just think it's (laughs) he's got. I mean, he's got. Tell my sexual awakening that. No, it's fine. Tell my my boner. (laughs) We're different people. I'm just saying. It's it's there's there's some Spider Woman thirst happening in this panel, but like Uh, you're telling me that's the sexiest Daredevil has ever looked. That one page in this in this particular volume that we're talking about today, absolutely. I love how Mm. he has the same pose twice because later on it's a full body donk. It's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's 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 truly beautiful. Like objectively, the art is incredible. And like, dude, this David Mack artist. David Mack is doing this really stupid. incredible thing where he like he starts out with like traditional comic book art, and then it breaks down into this like th- this like disjointed like painting style and he's he's switching up the art style on every single page and he's he's jumping back and forth between like ultra realism watercolor sketching comic book art and and some combination of all four or five and it's splash page of ben talking to the kid and putting the comic book that he's been drawing in order is just it's fucking amazing i i i I will admit to i fell for a bait and switch on this first page because like we had just read um uh, Batgirl, uh, Silent Night, and mm-hmm. like I had to acclimate myself to that, that kind of art. And this first page, I was like, okay, it's a book of this art oh, again. And then I turned yeah. the page, I was like, nope, totally, totally faked me out. Also, I thought it was that, like the wrong as, thing at first. <laughs> as y'all pointed out, right before this was Guardian Devil, which is Joe Casada art, which mm-hmm. is '90s as fuck. It looks exactly yeah. like, yeah. like yeah. that was purposeful in or that like sequencing it's fucking yeah, it was, brilliant. I, it was really well done i was trying to think yeah. of the last time a major uh one of the big two companies put uh an artist like this on a major title that with like very esoteric art like i can't remember the last time we got kinda, like i'm sure it's i can't remember time. the last time that a, a writer jumped onto a book and then didn't have the title character in the first two issues like that seems you would be fired immediately. Like That's there's no big. way anyone could get away with that in the in the big two. Like and that was write like a Batman story. Run. Yeah, like Chip Zdarsky jumps on to Batman and Batman isn't in it for two issues. F- fuck you, you're fired. Like it's that's not getting past the editor. Like what's your this, pitch, it's, Chip? It's, uh, hear me out, Batman. I'm gonna write Batman. He's not there for 14 issues. All right, he's just not gonna be there the whole time. I just what do I you guys love, think? I love what they do with the art. Like they play around with. It's perspective, like who the storytelling perspective is from is, mm-hmm. is kind of what changes the art. Like a lot of the times when it's like from from Eric's uh, perspective, it's all on like legal pad. It looks like a newspaper margins. Yeah, it's and interesting, it's, too, that uh, Mac was the writer before this, too. Uh, there's this. Mm. Um, yeah. For the last like, I don't know, like five issues or something. Um, and Bendis actually got this job. Um, f- and like as just a fill-in artist, a writer until, you know, the, it worked so well. And then they brought him back, but, uh, a large spurt of his run, he, th- everyone at Marvel is just assuming Kevin Smith is coming back <laughs> and Kevin Smith is not coming back. It wasn't until like issue 50, like way past this volume that we're going to talk about that. Yeah. He finally felt like that Kevin Smith isn't going to come take his job away from him. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. <laughs> and this is the this is the first thing Bendis the one of the first things Bendis writes for Marvel. We haven't really talked about Bendis a whole lot. I don't think we've had him as a top story yet. But no. this is the start of one of the most iconic writers. What a fucking start. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> and as uh, we I think we mentioned it off mic, RJ mentioned off mic, the uh he was writing this subsequently like this and Ultimate Spider-Man were coming out at the exact same time. Like yeah. he was writing them concurrently. That's too much. That's and busy. That's, that's a lot yeah. of work, man. Right. And I know shortly after this, he does Jessica Jones. He does Alias. Like Alias. it's like yeah, that's a yeah. Great series too. Uh, it's just fucking stupid. And this like, it's is a just... dude who cut his teeth on um, crime comics, Jinx, yeah. and 
aka yeah. Goldfish and Torso. And he wanted to write and draw Daredevil too, but I don't think they liked his art. That's I don't fair. think Casada <laughs> liked his art, which is funny. Yeah, um, Malleave is a good alternative. That's all. Oh, well, and they had worked together on Sam and Twitch. So right. it was Casada's idea. This is Casada after Daredevil becoming editor in chief of Marvel, mm-hmm. um, saying to Bendis that uh, he wants to reunite Alex and and uh, Brian. Brilliant so, decision. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean. And- and like honestly, to, to go from crime comics to to Daredevil is perfect. Like it's it perfect. needs to be a, a lawyer procedural first and a superhero book second. Like it needs to have that like that's why like, this cr- is like thriller it, mystery. It aspect. resonated so much because it's it's Daredevil pulp. Yeah, and it's yeah, done absolutely. so fucking yeah. well. And that was the, yeah one of the vibes he really jumped. wanted to connect. Yeah, and was I, the yeah. Pulp vibe. Yeah, then when you have a character like Ben Yurick, you can do that same thing and don't have to be about Daredevil, which makes it even more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My and like, and so it sets the table back- for the rest of this volume, too, because, yeah. like, even even the second, even the the rest of this book, like, yeah, Daredevil is the main focus, but a lot of the time it's stuff around Daredevil. Like, yeah. it's everything around Matt yeah, you get a, Daredevil. Yeah, you really fletched out. You get a Foggy who's there a lot. You get a lot of people that pop up. Like, the people all in the his villains. life are you very, get all the, like, the villains. The Kingpin stuff is awesome. Yeah. But we also so, kind so of get this... a lot of, like, law and order kind of shit happening mm-hmm. where you get a crime that starts at street level and then goes all the way through the entire justice system. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, and a lot of times you get the, the crime way after the fact, which is also mm-hmm. interesting. Um, right. So back back to this, the plot of this one. Um, basically, Yurik figures out that through this kid, through this kid's like ex- self-expression of his trauma of like through like drawing comic books, he figures out that Leapfrog, his dad, uh, was horrifically physically abusive, like beat the shit out of him. And kid was obsessed with superheroes so he had like little superhero toys and like leapfrog would break them and you know and so like one night leapfrog is just doing leapfrog shit some like petty theft and is trying to like get away try and goes to his own brownstone and daredevil follows him and they get into a fight and leapfrog gets the upper hand with like a fucking lead pipe and just knocks daredevil out while the kid witnesses it and as Daredevil is unconscious, the kid sees this, like, cut wire, this, like, live spark wire, and hits his dad with it. His dad gets electrocuted and falls off the building into a fucking trash truck and is just gone. Just fucking gone. It's just crazy. So, so the kid... Style. Yeah, yeah the, the kid, in, in self-defense and in defense of Daredevil, murdered his own father and it, it sent him into a catatonic shock. And Daredevil didn't even know that the kid was Leapfrog's kid. He, he was just like, I must, I must have just been yeah. out for a second. Comes to and he's like, hey, kid, are you okay? Where's the, Leapfrog? The kid, yeah. Yeah, and like the, the kid just like hugs him. And, and uh, there's a beautiful moment where after like Yurik talks to Daredevil about this and Daredevil finds out, it's like, oh, that was his kid. Holy shit. He goes back to his house takes his mask off and like truly hugs the kid and it's this like beautiful moment of like trauma and like well and like ben kept the other half of that is ben kept digging talking to like friends talk to teachers he's like oh do you know about the bruises 
Yeah. And then that's when he found out not just Leapfrog, but his mother also abused him. Well, the, the mother was ignoring it at the very least. Um, like to, think, for yeah. her own comfort and sanity was yeah. just ig- allowing it to happen and pretending it wasn't. And oh, the mother man. ends up getting put away, right? Through and Ben's that's the, uh, yeah. investigation as well. And then he ends up and writing then, the movie story is like about not that. cooperative either because the that was the thing. Like, Fuck this! Who cares? Leapfrog is gone. Yeah, don't that's what stuck with Ben from the jump. He's like, "Oh, you guys didn't even try to do your job. Didn't even yep. fucking try." Yeah, it's so weird that Casey ended up. <laughs> Like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like it's crazy. I wonder why this... Casey distrusts authority. Hmm. What a crazy three issue arc to jump yeah. onto a book. Just, like, just but like, immediately that is like the fir- the introduction to Bendis's Daredevil is fucking. But like wild. reading this, it's like okay, yep, you need to keep writing. You need to f- yeah, we'll figure yeah, this you out. You need to yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then after we'll that, it switches to need. Alex Maliev, who just, is just. Too to me, that's could you that's just how imagine I see if, Daredevil. Just imagine if Kevin Smith had come back to the book. Yeah, no, oh seriously. Dude. Uh, and like, the, and God, the Devil up part did was, some stuff, but like that was one of the most bonkers run. Like I don't even know what that was, but it like it had it was so consequential that like they ha- they couldn't just like pretend it didn't happen for how insane it was. Yeah, because he killed um, like major the crazy characters. thing <laughs> is like I so. I was obsessed with Kevin Smith movies, so I bought that trade. I also somehow found a poster of the comic that was supposed to be Kevin Smith coming back to the book, and it was Glenn Fabry on art, the guy who does all the the Vertigo Mm -hmm. covers throughout the 90s. So it's like Kevin Smith, Glenn Fabry, Daredevil, Target. It's like Daredevil, Bullseye, Target. It was like supposed to be the name of the book. The only thing they had was that cover art. It never went any further than that. But I somehow had that poster on my wall as a kid. Like, I don't... What the fuck? <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> but that was, Yeah, but that was the book that was supposed to come back and replace Bendis, but it just never happened. Um, for, for I mean, I would love to see a Glenn Fabry Daredevil book. That would fucking blow my brain wide open. But uh, we're all better for Is there Kevin a, Smith not coming back. Is there a Bullseye miniseries that Kevin did? Forget. I don't think so. I think, it's, I think that's the one that was supposed to happen, and he never did it. Okay. Um, he did, he did a Green Arrow miniseries. Yeah, I know um, that. Uh, yeah. But, anyway, all of his comics are completely forgettable, but Bendis isn't. Um, <laughs> so, that's, well, that's like, beautiful. Except they fucking killed, didn't he? Is that where Karen He killed dies? Karen Page. He killed yeah. Karen Page, so it's oh, like, well, okay, so he we... sucks. It's like, you yeah. killed Karen Page, so, like, clearly we can't just pretend this didn't happen and like that's the crux of like a lot of what like we're we're yeah. stepping so this into whole thing is him dealing with the trauma that, of that trauma being, yeah yeah exactly. um killed by bullseye you know classic like, daredevil trauma people yeah. getting killed by bullseye <laughs> Girl, girlfriends getting murdered by bullseye girlfriends specifically getting murdered by uh bullseye yep love it so so then we switched to alex malivart and it immediately is, jumps into the like crime noir part of it where it's like kingpin's underlings like this dude comes to town who's like a mob boss's son in jersey somewhere and he sees a, a weakness in kingpin he finds out from kingpin's son richard that because kingpin's blind now for, i can't remember why yeah that happened before this but so he yeah, was already blinded when this book started Yeah, i don't but, remember how that happened so like so this is just a story of a guy who learned the hard way why you don't fuck with Matt Murdock and Daredevil. Yeah. Or Kingpin. And, and like, or Kingpin. Or Kingpin, yeah. 
So so Kingpin knows <laughs> that Matt Murdock is Daredevil, and this this um, Silky is like this the name of this mob asshole that comes to town, and he's trying to he's like, yo, I gotta go. My bot my my dad wants me to go put a hit out on this lawyer who's fucking with his. Uh, um, I think it's what? also property law, right? Well, no, Isn't he, it? He he comes in. He's like, all right, hell, ki-. he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get my new territory. It's gonna be Hell's Kitchen. They all just laugh at him. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh. no, you're not. No, you're not. So, <laughs> so, so, so his dad, the, the Silky, his his he grew up crime with boss. Well, he grew up with Kingpin's son, but his dad is a shareholder in a company that hit the product murdered a bunch of children. And Daredevil. Oh, I meant, oh sorry, is, I meant Silky's dad and Kingpin grew up together. And also, so that's he's son. doing a favor. Kingpin's doing a favor for a f- yes. ch- a friend. Yeah, sorry, but, but yes. But yeah, so so this this product murdered a bunch of children, and Daredevil is is running the suit for the families, getting back at the evil corporation. It's so weird that Casey <laughs> turned out like this. Who could have seen this coming? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just like telegraphed. Yeah, like, yeah. it's really 100%. like percent. I feel like I got incepted um, for for the best. The but it's all, like so. Yeah. It's like again, like we're talking about an early two thousands book being that direct about this yeah. shit. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, well, I mean the Nasenti stuff. This was the Nasenti stuff all over again. Like that's yeah. a good yeah. point. Yeah, Daredevil but, um, is just kind of a a it's outlet a great for people. For it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, just an outlet yeah. for like y'all. Y'all hate corporations and landlords. Me too. Let's fuck them up. I got um, a, I got a hero for you. Yeah. <laughs> How y'all feel about cops? You like him? Too bad. Uh, he's gonna punch some. Uh, uh, Dude, I, love so- I, I love some of the cops in here. Like, because, like, part of this, the trial, like, someone tries to fucking go after Matt, and then Daredevil runs after, and then there's, like, this grizzled veteran cop and a rookie, and they see Daredevil, and the veteran's like, just let him do it. Oh, thing. yeah. Well, there's a, there's yeah, the rookie tries to pull his between, gun on <laughs> between these two cops where mm-hmm. I've often had this conversation with myself with reading Daredevil of like where they're like, all right, so we we pull up to a scene and let's say you got Spider-Man with a, a villain tied up. You take them both in, right? And, and they're like, well, Spider-Man's an Avenger. It's like, all right, well, a bad example. <laughs> they keep going like bad example, bad example, bad example until they pull up with Daredevil and uh mm-hmm. a criminal he's like all right well this is the example you're both under arrest he's like whoa 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 you don't know what's mm-hmm. going on here yeah which is yeah. like the veteran cop he's like you like maybe that's the bad guy you don't fucking know which it, yeah. in this case it was well in this case it was a guy who so we find out that silky we find out way later on the storytelling in this is incredible because it's all told like it pieces it all together it book as it, we're yeah it bookends it, it. Yeah. and we find out that silky his dad is a shareholder in this evil corporation that murdered a bunch of kids. So uh, he wants a hit put out on Matt Murdock. He talks to Kingpin. He's like, hey, my dad wants a hit out on this lawyer. <laughs> he's like, what's the lawyer's name? He's like, Matt Murdock. And he's like, no, no one touches him. No you one touches a fucking sh- hair. Straight up, yeah. go fuck yourself. No <laughs> one touches a fucking red hair on that blind lawyer's head. And with a nice he's ass. just like, what the f- <laughs> with, with the, with the dumb, beautiful bro. ass. No one touches his gorgeous ass. No one touches <laughs> his immaculate ass except for me <laughs> kingpin has a has a bronze sculpture of the butt and it's like who's that butt it's like it's fine he, don't worry about he, it he can only feel it now <laughs> makes, that's why he's so sad all the time that's why it's a sculpture and not a painting yeah, right, yeah. he had a tactile <laughs> so so 
Silky trying to trying to figure out why the fuck he can't go after this lawyer because it's like he's it's like I want to make my dad proud. You know, my dad asked me to. He starts talking to Richard, who has been drunk in the corner this whole time. Richard Fisk. Richard Fisk, like, yep. Yeah, yeah, Kingpin's son. And Richard uh is just kind of acted like the quiet drunk idiot, but he's just been absorbing information this whole time. So Richard yeah. knows that Kingpin knows that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. They all and know. Well, they all know because Richard ran his mouth quietly, and, and mm-hmm. nobody has the guts to bring it up to Kingpin because that's a death wish. Because he'll literally take their head off. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, <laughs> so, this new, <laughs> yeah. so this fucker comes into town thinking he's gonna like be king shit. He convinces exactly. everyone that Kingpin is is old and tired and like out of his mind and playing fucking mind games with with superheroes. So he convinces all of Kingpin's guys to kill him. So they all like. They, they, Julius Caesar is ass. They all Which stab again, him. Well, I, this is, and that's how this new beginning of Bendis starts. started. Like, I that's love the very his, first issue. His recruitment method is to say that he knows who Daredevil is and he hasn't mm-hmm. done anything with this information. Makes and it's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, right? That, like, you're sitting on the, you're sitting on the gold mine and why haven't yeah. you taken you're, it? You're, mm-hmm. you're playing mind games with the superhero rather than doing what a good businessman would do in handling it. So, yeah, exactly. So, I love Silky, how he just immediately, uh, upon walking in the situation, is like, I know better than all you clowns. It's like, all right, well, yeah. you know. And then yeah, immediately, well, uh, he's a nepo baby. After, right. <laughs> yeah. He's a and nepo then after, baby. uh, after Vanessa, his Fisk's Dude, wife, Van- finds out Vanessa that... Vanessa Fisk just... Holy she is, shit. She's she incredible. So Kingpin, Kingpin is like comatose, and they, they declare that he's dead so that everybody thinks that he's dead, but he's like on death's door, right? So Vanessa comes to town and immediately murders everybody who was that part of trying to murder Kingpin. Just fucking personally handles shit, including well, her own... Son, she murders her yeah. own son. Yeah, she kills her own son. Yeah, she kills her own son, which there's is a fucking there's badass. There's a point in the murder investigations where they start to walk in on all of these murders, and I, it just this stuck to me for some reason. Where they're like, "Oh, it was a 22. Oh, that's a girl's gun." Yeah, hmm. they, they kept saying, Kingpin's "They kept wife. saying, they kept saying it's a girl's gun." To be mm-hmm. fair, it's a pretty small caliber. If you're you're talking about the bunch of like. Mob guys, they're all gonna have forty fives because it's like the these guys haven't read uh, the Long Halloween, have they? No, nah, I guess not. Not yet. No. <laughs> yep. I mean, um, this is just that. This is that era. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is that era, and Bendis is a crime guy. It's all yeah. It's, yeah Clearly, only a woman would shoot a guy with it. But, but also, twenty two, Vanessa... twenty two can be easily held in your purse. That's uh, that, that's the. It's a tiny. I just gun. like how Vanessa, fit, like she just basically like um. A lot of that Bendis stuff is aged like milk. She, I just like how she kills um her son, and then it gets the full story, finds out what he did, betrayed him, all this shit, and then basically just like tells her like uh the right hand man of Kingpin. It's like all right, take them all out, and there's like these this huge splash page of all these people killing everyone that was involved, like in various ways. Like some sex workers kill the one, the other one just gets shot on the fucking toilet. One's got a fucking Turlet. screwdriver through the yeah screwdriver through the back of the head. It's just like <laughs> such a fucking. It to me, it's like it's such a great thing to see. It's like yeah, of course a woman like this will be married to Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. immediately, like, immediately she just fu- handling shit. She like fucking how, like, handled all of these her murders business. happen like pretty much simultaneously. Right, like, exactly. Right. They were it, all waiting all for the. Now. 
Like yeah. I've declared it. <laughs> and then she just starts dismantling the entire fucking empire by selling. <laughs> Casey pointed out she they sell Fisk Tower to Trump. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, he's going to name it to, like, they just like this fucking idiot's going to name it, like, Trump Tower. I don't fucking care anymore. It's yeah. so fucking good. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's hilarious. A, it's a giant uh, skyscraper owned by an evil criminal billionaire that used to be owned by Kingpin. Oh. Uh, there it is. You know what? It, there it is. kind of got me thinking, like, how, <laughs> how could Wilson Fisk and Donald <sighs> Trump live in the same universe? Like, how... How would Wilson oh, Fisk, would Fisk, Fisk, Fisk allow Fisk, that guy to still be alive? Because he just point. owns, because he knows he's useless. He just owns them, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Fisk has even the PP tapes. That, that's probably one of those situations the where they tapes. both think they own the other one. Well, well one of them, one of them's right. One of the other right. one. Yeah. One of them's the actually And the smart. other one's Trump. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like having a dog that thinks he's in charge. Right. That's, I think that's how he, because like Fisk does that a lot. Like, Especially in this room, you you useful you, morons. You get yeah. the grava. He has the this that gravitas of power where he knows it's like I I don't have to like flex on it. If you're gonna come after me, I'm gonna kill you. But like he knows that he's the top fucking dog, and there's no questioning it. So when someone yeah, comes like, for it, point of just, point of fact, he's crazy. comatose. And, and he still killed everyone, everyone that got after him. He still him. killed everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, you know, it is understood that you fuck with, you come for the fucking king, you best not miss, because uh, you're all gonna die. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> like, kill his wife, too. He's just a little weak to knives. It's fine. Yeah. It happens. I like, the, I like the way he tried to hit Kingpin, though. He did, like, the whole Julius Caesar thing. It's a like, great he got fucking all of, scene. He got all of his goons to go along with the plan, and then just, like, called him into a meeting and then halfway through the meeting, everyone pulled out knives and started sticking. Yeah, <laughs> and then that knife party. Yeah, then that sulky <laughs> dude a- finds out about the hits and just runs to the cops like a little bitch. Yep. So yeah, he, he so he blabs his FBI, mouth. The FBI is like, "All right, now what?" <laughs> well, the FBI says, uh, well, "I guess this is a shield problem because because Silky is like, look, I'll rat on everyone. I don't give a fuck." And they're like, well, they rat on your dad. His dad which they they yeah, he's like, he's like they're like, yeah. rat on your dad. And he's like, all right, I'll rat on anyone else. Also, <laughs> I I know who Daredevil is. It's this fucking lawyer I know who dude named Matt Murdock. I love, yeah. and again, once again, we get another police person and he gets called and he's like the director and they run through the whole thing and he's like, yeah, all right. And like, you could tell like the guy that got called in, he's like, all right, yep, this guy's definitely fucking Daredevil. And he's like, sit on it. Yeah, don't. He's like, do, he's like, do not. We need to make sure. Tell fuck, fucking that sit on it. You also yeah. gave us yeah. how many licks does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? I don't know <laughs> which one we should go after, but dude, I just love the energy that guy had getting called at three o'clock. He just rolls in with his fucking PJs. It's fucking great. I yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. There's a lot of really good humor in this dude. He's such a good energy. Like, well, they're like, why? Why are you in your PJs? He's like, well, one, because you called me at four o'clock in the morning, but two, I look fucking excellent in them. And they're like, yeah, you really do. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fucking it's great. Like, can, can we get a Danish? It's like, no, we can't get a Danish. Oh, right. Because it's three, three in the, in the morning. morning. And it's definitely <laughs> Bendicisms. The, the yeah, jokes. No, 100%. It's yeah. great. Yeah. The, that like dry, witty, like. He's got that like, cop almost, humor for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. So, so this FBI agent who we find out kind of like his wife is going to leave him and he's having money trouble. So, of, of course, of this guy, uh, 
you're telling me again why did casey end up like so weird <laughs> fucking sells um, his story privilege yeah information. so this fbi agent sells his story to the daily globe and the daily Glo- globe runs a head page article matt murdoch is daredevil and that this thus begins the impetus for the rest of the book, which is and this is when, he has this to is... Yeah, he has to exonerate his own name in the court of law and like prove that he's not Daredevil. This was after another I think there's another arc where he like got someone to dress up as Daredevil and break into a courtroom while he was there to yes to help him prove that he wasn't Daredevil. yeah i remember that yeah <laughs> yeah well and I think it was like spider-man so, or someone like that i can't remember yeah that. later I think on I remember that because it happened in spider-man yeah and later on it's not in this arc but like as the trial is underway he has danny rand dress up as daredevil mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. does just yeah, outdoing black Panther, daredevil. Right? huh oh no danny rand does it um t'challa be daredevil for a that's little later bit? That's way later. Okay. That's when Daredevil becomes the leader of the hand. Okay. And then, that's the hand and then Danny T'Challa does it when he's becomes in prison. Daredevil. Okay. Yeah. I love how yeah, much Danny... this pisses off Jameson. Oh, he's furious <laughs> that he didn't get the fucking lead on it. And like oh, he's yeah, got two reporters in the room while he's who complaining who, who have known that Matt Murdock is Daredevil and forever. I love how Ben and, and Peter do that, you too. <laughs> well, the, the beautiful thing is that Jameson is like, what the fuck? Why isn't this our story? And Yurik stands up and goes, um, because it's not fucking true, and he He's just like, immediately I bluffs. Murda- I know who Daredevil is, and it's not. This is my Matt favorite Murda. scene in the book. Well, it's this yeah. scene, like, it's not. Is yeah, it's not news. It's an assassination. You're ruining this fucking dude. Yeah, you guys, and, and it's not true. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and like, it's you're like a this gossip guy actually, tabloid now. Yeah, yeah exactly. this guy actually helps people, and you like even if this guy Matt Murdock was Daredevil, which he's not. Uh, yeah. Um, you're just like you're ruining a hero's life. Like this guy helps people. Why would we want to ruin his life? But also, like it's not true. And then Peter Parker walks in. And he's just like, "Hey, uh, I know I don't work here anymore, but I also just want to tell you that Matt Murdock is not Daredevil." Bye. And Ben's like, funny if like get on his way out. He goes, "Oh, by the way, I've been Spider Man this whole fucking time. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> you Spider-Man, fucking what? moron!" What um, but yeah, and then Jameson is like, there's two clown. fucking people, you know this whole time who Daredevil is and you didn't tell me, and he's like, no, because number one, that's given me a billion other stories that I use for this paper, and to mm-hmm. betray my source would be bad for business and bad for my source, like, why would I- yeah, It's just not good like, journalism. Yeah, I love that he, yeah, I, like, yeah, I love to that- To sell your source on the fir- front page of your fucking newspaper. Yeah, mm-hmm. that angle yeah. is great, because it's like, Ben's like, this- Literally, my connection with Daredevil has helped me uh, write mm-hmm. so many uh, articles. Right. Yeah. That have made and, you like, help a lot people. of money. Right. Like, yeah. And, and actually help people rather than just ruin lives to sell papers. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a, so great, that's the- a great Ben shit. Love it. Love oh, Ben Yurick in this whole yeah, run. He's it, so it, good. It, he wrote a Ben Yurick comic and then put Daredevil in it. Yeah, yeah, it feels that yeah. way. A lot of these issues, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm, it reminds me of like uh, um, Brubaker writing Gotham Central, where it's like this is mm-hmm. technically a Batman comic, but really, I'm just going to write Jim Gordon the whole time. You know, yeah. like that kind of deal. Hundred percent. Is it technically a Batman yes. comic? No, think, but like it's it's Gotham Central. You know what I mean? Like it's, he just, if they he called just it like, Batman, he he was just allowed to fucking not write a Batman book. <laughs> It's like, I'm yeah. just going to write a cop book, guys. I'm really good at it. 
Uh, but Another yeah, no, book. this... Oh, man. It, and then, you know, we continue on with, this like... This is when we get Gar- peak Foggy. Oh, man. And it's... it's this is when it's Foggy really comes Matt, to shine. And it's Matt <laughs> having the existential crisis of, like, I still need to keep being Daredevil because it's the right thing to do, but I'm ruining my life and everyone around me. Like, Foggy is going through hell. Well, and he's doing like, it. Like, Foggy calls him on the carpet. This is why I've always liked this balance because he basically is like, look, I know you feel guilty because all of your girlfriends keep getting murdered, but like also they keep getting murdered because you keep being Daredevil. So maybe fucking stop it, bro, for like four seconds. And, <laughs> and then, the, like, but the guilt of it keeps right. it going because he wants to save them. So it's like a self fulfilling prophecy type of thing. But it's also like he's right, but also like later on, uh, RJ's favorite, uh, fucking Black Widow shows up and is. <sighs> Steal, yeah. steals the show immediately with her gorgeous ass um dude this scene where again. she walks in in disguise and then takes off the disguise like in silhouette it looks like someone just walked in and got naked in his office well yeah that's the whole yeah. point because, <laughs> yeah it was well, because he, she's also wearing a skin tight leather cat suit yeah, but also right. like great my god like everyone comes into this book ass first and it's fucking beautiful <laughs> like fuck uh, but yeah, yeah like, so she and, she shows and, up but this is one of those it, little this is one of those little morsels of horniness that's in this book where it's like oh shit this this does go hard a couple of times well that's crazy yeah. um it's so weird <laughs> that casey turned out like this um but yeah no like so so nat comes in and goes to foggy and he's like, and she's like, basically they have this conversation back and forth and Foggy's like, well, you know, like I told him it's a cycle of violence and Nat is like, did you tell him it's his fault that his girlfriends keep dying? And he's like, <laughs> uh, so it's like, so yeah, on one hand, he's, Foggy is right <laughs> where it is a cycle of violence. I can kick your ass right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, we, this it's is a cycle also of violence. Start learning that Matt just like, Matt fucks, bro. Oh man. Matt, does he ever? This guy fucks, am I right? This guy fucks. This guy fucks. My favorite then, reaction to Nat doing this is like him giving Foggy the business and her reaction's like, okay, I'm going to call someone to fix this. He yeah. just fucking calls so, Electra. Yeah. Like, <laughs> calls Electra and is like, uh, it was it was your friend's impression that you really desperately needed to speak to me. And Matt is just like, oh my God, my ex-girlfriends are all fucking insane. Which what? is funny. They have a group <laughs> chat and it's all about <laughs> that, isn't it? <laughs> But also, Foggy thinks that Electra's dead. They, I think everyone thinks Electra's dead because she does get killed by Bullseye at some point. Yes. Um, but she past. comes back but and Daredevil knows that she's dead. not dead. She gets killed by Daredevil Bullseye knows a second she's not dead, time? But I, I no, we're talking so. Frank Miller shit. No, doesn't she come back like four issues later in the Frank Miller run? Like, she's been killed recently in this, I believe. Really? I think. No, I think we're, I think we're talking the same... The bullseye shit. It's still the bullseye Maybe. shit. So no one knows she's back other than Matt. Well, because she's a she's a ninja. Like, of course, well, black. No I one. Guess Nat knows. Well, yeah, because she's also an assassin. So like the super spy and the assassin have crossed paths, but Foggy doesn't know because Foggy's just a fucking guy. Um, well, Matt. Yeah, Matt can't fucking share a secret other than his identity to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only secret he he. There can't is a not really tell. there's a really good part where I think it's Foggy. It where he's foggy. like, yeah, because he's, he's like, because like, somebody put out a hit on Matt Murdock and he's trying to figure out why. And he's like, well, who would have possibly known that I'm Daredevil? And it's like, oh, you mean besides me and Spider-Man and uh, all of your ex-girlfriends and, and a, a Kingpin? a couple of journalists. Like, there was like yeah, a, yeah, a, there was like a moment Kingpin? that happened. 
I think there was like a moment Daredevil's like, thanks for not saying I told you so that everyone knows who I am. And Foggy's like, you're welcome. But also like, they do. Like, <laughs> everyone fucking knows. <laughs> everyone fucking knows. Um, but yeah, so then Electra shows up and the, the inner monologue of like, cool customer Matt Murdock just oh, fucking so good. panicking and, and just like in his own head and he's just like shut up shut up don't talk to her why are you she's not your friend why are you unburdening yourself to her she's like why are you doing stop talking and he's, <laughs> and like, he's just like unloading roof, he's like I kind of still love you I think oh she's gone oh she? you fucking uh, did fuck, it you uh, idiot oh, she definitely heard me didn't she uh. you fucking yeah, moron and also her first appearance is just like just 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 cum gutters like just like dude <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh my god like here's the thing when i was oh, reading this the first time <laughs> look at her fucking thighs dude look at the v look at it look at it it's tough um i like how you think i'm not looking at it like, you just uh, said, you're not looking hard enough i um, can't dude you just said cum gutters <laughs> <laughs> what's happening it's just <laughs> RJ disassociated from from my third sexual. She comes back like, nine yeah. issues later after she originally dies in one eighty one. There it is. Um. Oh uh, yeah, I did, like, RJ was just in his long boxes and he's back. Yeah, yeah. he was he was, do, he was his human encyclopedia in it. But so <sighs> the funny thing about reading this at twelve and seeing Electra like this, because my God, um, I was under the impression I wanted to be Electra. Because I was already had the the biggest like like first crush I've ever had is on Daredevil, right? So then Electra shows up and I'm just like, yo, I wanna be her. And it's like, no, you wanna be her, dude. <laughs> like you dude, you're gay. Like just <laughs> It only took you twenty more years. Um <laughs> But yeah, there's we also skipped over a really fucking cool part where Vanessa, Fisk's wife, invites Daredevil to dinner. And just basically gives him the entire rundown of like, look, I'm selling everything. I handled everything like we're good. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry for your loss of your son. And it's this like understood, like they're just like the unspoken elephant in the room. Like there's just so much of that, like subtle storytelling. That's just perfect. And I, and like also Luke Cage is just like, hey, man, was it really smart for you to go to fucking Fisk Tower and have dinner with Vanessa Fisk while you're, like, on trial for being Daredevil? That was a great also, idea. She no, just was... gives him a piece of paper with, in Braille, the name of the FBI agent that sold his story. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, oh, by the yeah. way, here is a key witness for you to tamper with. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> See you later. You Good thing no one else can read Braille. And tamper he does. Oh yeah. So so immediately <laughs> their key witness falls apart and uh well, Daredevil like bit holds of up him talking to um the uh the Daily Globe's lawyer and they're like, mm -hmm. Oh, that shit you said in your uh your press brief about my boss and why they ran that story and how it's bullshit, we're going to crucify you for that. That really yeah, no. pissed him off. Yeah, we were gonna we were gonna settle this out of court for the exact amount that you agreed upon because Daredevil can like listen to his heartbeat and knows like when when they're like on the bargaining table, he knows yeah. exactly when to give in. <clears throat> and and so they, they agree to a number. Daredevil's like, You're not gonna fire any of your reporters because you're not gonna martyr me for like, oh no, we lost all this money. No, fuck mm -hmm. you. You're gonna you aren't gonna fire a single person for two calendar years after this. 
you're going to publish an apology to me on the front page and you're going to give me $75 million. Go fuck yourself. And the, the CEO of the newspaper is just like, you know what? Yeah, I was going to agree to those terms, but I just don't like you. I just, you piss me off. Well, his so we're going like, to go to you court. You called me a liar and I wasn't lying. And you tampered with my fucking witness and you took my fucking leverage you, away. Yeah. You I, smug bastard. He's like, you know what? I <laughs> have the money. You don't. Let's, let's drag this out as long as we can in court. I want to just mm-hmm. fuck you over. Now we now we're gonna go to trial because fuck yeah. You. Now it's personal. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like Matt, while being an incredible lawyer, God, he is he is very smug about it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially because like so huh. many laws to get here. Like, well, that's kind of the whole crux of the next entire trade, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with the trial and all that shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's so weird that your key witness and your only source uh, just suddenly recanted. Huh, that's so weird. It's weird after he see, saw some weird guy in a, a devil horn helmet. I don't know, might not be related. <laughs> just ominously standing outside of his window in the middle of the night. Like, that's not I know threatening. Where you fucking sleep, bro. <laughs> I can just show up like this at any time. Remember that. Yeah. But like, this guy's an FBI agent. Like, I don't know. You bro- you're not supposed to do that shit. No, no, no. That's real illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's an active um, criminal investigation. You just leaked to the fucking media. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Yeah, but you can't intimidate a witness either. Like, Yeah, no, yeah, everything right. is bad. Everything is illegal. <laughs> well, Daredevil can. He does it routinely. Yeah, but Matt Murdock can't. Matt Murdock is a lawyer. And he everyone doesn't. knows he's... that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. So it's like, he's hey, a I blind... wonder who tampered with the witness. But they can't. He's blind, bro. I love the... Well, because in the ne- obviously the rest of the series, and then the next arc is like he starts to get tried in the court of public opinion, but also like half the people are like, "Oh, it can't be him. He's he's blind. Blind guy can't do that." And they're like, "Well, even if it is him, like he saved me a bunch of times. So I don't really give a shit." I like the and guy. I like all these people who know that, um, like like this 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 journalist, this newspaper guy, and like all these mobsters who like kind of know that Murdoch is Daredevil think that Murdoch is just faking being blind because there's no also way a most, blind guy. A good chunk of those mobsters that know are uh, dead. Oh, they yeah, all got murdered. All they, most of them dead. got murdered. There's the guy in the diner that he, he like, he like saves someone in a diner and another guy is like, hey, what color is my shirt? It's like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, come I'm on. fucking kidding my, me. So, well, well, my didn't favorite, answer. He, he didn't answer. Yeah, that's what I thought it was funny. I thought that was funny. It's like, oh, he didn't say. It's like, shut the fuck up. But it's kind of, <laughs> that is how you, yeah, it's funny. But then, yeah, the next arc is White Tiger gets kind mm. of caught in the, yeah. yeah, again, no wonder Casey showed up, uh, yeah, not the way she did. It's so but weird that Casey he gets, he out. basically, but like it becomes like a trial run for well, him. Yeah, so, and, so White Tiger, the, yeah, but let's get into the plot. White Tiger comes out of retirement randomly because, like, he has a fight with his wife and he just needs to blow off steam. So he puts on his magical amulet that gives him the White Tiger powers and he goes to patrol the neighborhood. Happens upon a burglary in progress where these two teenagers were robbing a pawn shop and a cop happened to stumble in. One of the teenagers panicked. (laughs) Well, one of the teenagers panicked, murdered the cop, and then when White Tiger shows. They shot no, they, him with his gun. They too. shot him. Well, they, they shot threw a TV the at him first. They did. They did throw a TV at yeah. him first. Okay. Yeah. But and then he dropped uh, his yes. gun, and they picked up the gun and, sh- and shot exactly. Him yeah. yeah. So they shot the cop with his own gun, and then White Tiger shows up. They throw the TV at the White Tiger, 
And as White Tiger catches it and is like trying to go in pursuit, the the other the backup shows up, and it's just mm-hmm. two cops rolling in on a Hispanic dude with a dead cop holding a TV. So it's immediately he's guilty, right? So they they like they don't listen to him being like, "Look, the fucking criminals went that way," and they're like, "Shut up, fucking criminal!" <laughs> so they like throw the White Tiger in handcuffs and arrest him for the murder of a cop. And Luke Cage and Danny Rand uh go to Daredevil because they're like, he needs your help. And they're like, he's like, yeah, I this da- is the- I love that Danny brings the newspaper for him to read and Luke's like, bro, he can't read that. <laughs> and Danny's like, he's oh, really? really? I didn't, I didn't, yeah, he's really blind. God, I, uh, love- I also love that I, there's this fuck- whole part where like uh, Daredevil's like this. on the roof talking to them and it's like, he's like, um, for a guy who can turn his fist into iron with only his key, he's having a lot of trouble with the burrito that he ate earlier, and he's having a mild panic attack. Yeah. I still love That's this. That's the most relatable I've ever felt to a superhero. Yeah. I know. Yeah, dude, same. I love this era uh, of Danny Rand and Iron Fist. Like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's so I mean, good. Heroes for Hire are the best. I love I love them. Yeah. And he yeah, uses so, them all in this in this arc. Yeah. It's it, this is like the fucking the renaissance of like street level heroes. This whole thing. Oh, well, Bendis fucking... was. I mean, yeah, Bendis was obsessed with that whole squad. It's it's yeah yeah. He, it's Luke, perfect. Jessica. I, it's funny. I was just reading a. Uh, I, I'm doing a big like Spider Man read through, and I w- got to Spectacular, and that's um one of the first times White Tiger shows up non in a mm-hmm. magazine, and um. Man, reading reading that and then this, it was real real heart sunk. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, Poor this guy. is basically uh, Luke and Danny convince Matt to do it because they're like he's innocent and he needs you. He's innocent, and he needs you. And Matt's like, well, this is like, the worst yeah. case I could possibly like, do. Right? Oh, you mean at least a go superhero? Talk to yeah, they're like he's like a go superhero that needs exoneration. That's that's a terrible idea. So, yeah. they, so he goes to talk to him and is like, those fuckers knew that I was going to take his case because he's innocent and he needs me. So like, so he takes the case and the DA has a fucking... He almost had it. Yeah, he did. And like the DA has a fucking, like, he's trying to crucify him because he also wants to fuck with Daredevil. The the DA just hammers into, into fucking, um, I, I forget his, his Hector his name. or something. Ayala. Yeah, Hector uh, Ayala. That's it. Yep. No, it's Ayala. Um, yep. But uh, but yeah, so so basically, Hector like kind of breaks on on the stand because like they they attack his like marriage, which was Wait, like <laughs> Matt's basically like, bro, they're gonna piss you off. They're gonna be dicks. Just like keep your this don't is the uh, yell at them. Just don't yell at this them. This is the That's all I need. This you to is do. the arc where if it wasn't abundantly clear that Bendis idolizes Sorkin, this is uh, yeah. yeah where oh, that yeah. comes Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, more than any other yeah. courtroom comic writer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bendis's dialogue is the thing that really stood him apart from everyone else. It's no, very yeah, this, this courtroom dialogue is just insane. Because yeah, they they spin this whole web of like you know like Hector's just like a normal guy and he has financial trouble like everyone does and he got into like a small fight with his wife like everyone does and then it just happened to so like the DA spins it of just like this down and out out on his luck thinks that he's better than everyone else, goes out and does this, kills a cop because he thinks he's above the law, and it's like, so yeah, so Hector Zero physical it. evidence. Yeah, and, and yeah. The, yeah, there's no GSR on like, his hands or anything, like... Yeah, yeah basically, then, Matt had the case won until Hector goes on the stand. Yeah, Hector goes on the stand and, and loses his cool, well, and then the... The 
the like small chipping at the like starts with uh, Reed. The, the my yeah, my absolute yeah. favorite piece of art in or like story layout in this book is they call Reed Richards to the stands and they ask him about if he's ever met a superhero who has gone from good to bad. And he's like, what are you talking about, Namor? I wouldn't really classify <laughs> Namor. And like, he starts getting too specific and you can tell the yeah. thread is immediately lost. And the way Maliv portrays this is it's a bunch of square panels. It's like square, square, square. And then as soon as, um, you know, he, he like does Namor and um, loses the thread the the last square is silence of reed's face but it's off center the the square yeah. is like slightly angled and you it's like falling off almost right and you could and it's yeah. one of the most brilliant pieces of like storytelling in in the oh, wow, in the book yeah. it is genius cuz it is something that only comic books can portray mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. but you feel it like you can it's- immediately understand what just happened and that reed flunked the the witness stand yeah he yeah, got like the, he got outmaneuvered it, yeah by it's this like, lawyer it's just a a split second silence mm-hmm. that there it is there's the, there's the the armor's been i love broken, those little moments know? in like, comics that remind you why comics are special the the panels mm-hmm. are so neat and tidy until that yeah. last one and it is like like i said it, it's something that only comics can do it is it's do, so great yeah. I do love how um, the uh, the DA is drawn because you can't see his eyes. He just has these he glasses looks, that are like a he looks centibite so, almost. He looks mm. fucking psycho, but I like but like he's malicious. He's gunning for. It. He doesn't care. He's Hector did it. really good at his job. <laughs> Right, uh, and it made yeah. me so mad. They, the, the, <laughs> because, because he's also simultaneously trying to get at Daredevil. He's building his case for case. Daredevil because he knows yeah. it's coming. Yeah. He, he's very good yeah. at his job, and unfortunately, his job is to win. The, the court his, job, his job is to put an innocent man in He doesn't in have prison. to prove that Hector did it. He just has to convince enough people right. that he might have. Right. The, the, court, and and the, yeah. the courtroom scenes are like metaphorically like the... the boxing match where they just beat the shit out of each other and they're both like almost down yep. like it is and it's done so well. it is a ruthless uh it is back and savage and then at the the very end of this case um like daredevil tells so foggy he's just like he's like we can't go back to the office they're gonna they're gonna Dude, come back the, to the scene where he's quickly. on the roof just oh, listening to them deliberating yeah. and he's like oh, he's like one so of the good. jurors the the little lady juror number six uh her son was a carjacker he that lied guy. Yeah, well, like, he got bit. She, yeah, he, she this. lied about it about you having have a human lie detector uh, in Daredevil yeah. picking jurors. So he basically like he missed talking it. about he illegal shit. But like he stacks the fucking courts all the time. Yeah, basically, there's, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of little windows into like ways where you could make the case that Matt Murdock shouldn't be a lawyer. Oh, a hundred percent. And one of them <laughs> oh, is yeah, picking no. jurors. His abilities make him make him being a lawyer such a gray area. Hmm. But yeah, like you say, he gets, yeah, so the woman Which lied. is also half of the reason that him being Daredevil is so bad, because every court case he's ever won gets thrown out. Well, that's like basically every what Foggy... Well, it gets thrown that's out because Foggy he's tells Daredevil, him. and it gets thrown out because it's like, well, he has these abilities where, like, he can 
He can manipulate He's people's a human thinking lie because he knows what they're thinking based on mm-hmm. all of these factors, yeah, like but, heartbeat and all of that I mean, shit. not that I don't disagree, but one of the cool things about this book is that it kind of shows that even if you can tell that someone is telling the truth, doesn't really mean shit in the court. In the court because That's true. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, because the truth doesn't actually matter in the <laughs> right. legal system. It's so weird that Casey turned out like this. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't figured out, this doesn't end well for Hector. Yeah, so Hector, uh, <laughs> they they find him guilty, and Hector loses it, and is just like, you told me it would be okay, you said I would be fine, like you said, and like tries to, like, he goes after the bailiff and tries to take his gun and basically commits suicide by cop on the courthouse steps. Mm-hmm and just fuck man and like the thing is immediately at like the end of this like matt goes to um he he he, like as the chaos is happening in the courtroom where hector is grabbing the gun and like having the standoff he's like my adrenaline it does this thing sometimes where like it in a in the panic i see something that i didn't see before and he notices this little kid in a hoodie just like just like Hiding off in the corner of the and not the court. reacting at all, and not and just in just like head down, like hiding basically. So he, after he cradles Hector's dead body in his arms, he <sighs> goes after this kid, and he's like, "You were there that night, weren't you?" It's like did, he's like, "I didn't do it. It was my friend. I w- I just I I wanted fucking video games. I just I'm wanted Grand Theft Auto, man. I just That's wanted, wanted Grand Theft Auto, like." I didn't, and it, like my friend pulled the trigger, and he OD'd a week later, and I didn't know what to do because he whisked me away to Chicago, and like I was scared. And, and then him so, coming back and just not knowing what to do because his friend killed him, and then he he's dead, and he's just like I, he feels so terrible. He's, he's so and he's watching a court case of an innocent man, but like he's just he a know, kid, and he doesn't want to go to prison what to himself. Do. Right? Yeah. It's so it makes it so much sadder. Like, yeah, but <laughs> I guess the only so the only like the bittersweet justice that does happen is that Daredevil convinces the kid to go to the police and to confess and yeah, that so at least exo- right, like yeah yeah that at least exonerates only, at least. Hector slash white tiger in the, yeah it exonerates him from the crime after the fact but at what cost at right. the cost of you know two lives that didn't need to be lost and and you know in a perfect yeah, world maybe, that DA would be disbarred after something like that but unfortunately, yeah, but I'm pretty sure he's the same lawyer that runs the Daredevil trial. I think he is, and yeah. also, yeah, he's just really fucking good at his job. He mm-hmm. he wouldn't be disbarred; he'd be given a fucking promotion. I mean, I don't know what above DA. Well, they said he's planning. Yeah, this is much. this is him putting his uh, play in for mayor. Like this is a yeah. That's what yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Political yeah. lawyers get yeah. started from shit like this. Yeah. yeah, and like again, he knows he wants fucking Daredevil, so that's why he went at him. He's, he's after like, fucking blood, yeah. Because he he's was, gonna he do the trying. same exact I mean, thing when Matt goes on trial. It's, it's genius. It's no, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, exactly how they actually work, just without superheroes. So there's no this happy like, endings. That's a fucked yeah. up. Like mm. I feel like this is why to me this Bendis run resonates so well. It's one obviously it's like incredibly well written, but it's very it's very based in reality for a lot of this stuff it tells very true stories and again like this is like this is the daredevil this is what i think of when i think of daredevil very new york very hell's kitchen matt there's a lot of matt i like when there's a balance and you see matt murdoch because he's just as important 
in the Daredevil. He's more, honestly, I think he's more important. Like the number of times that Daredevil is actually number one in this comic at all. It's almost like two, the Batman Bruce like, Wayne thing. Like he does more good as Matt most of the time than he does as Daredevil. I think, and Foggy's always there, just like, can you fucking listen to me for once? You, I think, just the, stop. Uh, <laughs> I think the most actiony comic it gets is uh, Daredevil and Spidey taking down Mr. Hyde, <sighs> which is a great, which is great scene. It's yeah. great, yeah. Yeah, because uh, they it's also awesome because like they they reveal yeah, that sure. Matt is Daredevil, so immediately someone takes advantage of that and goes to Matt Murdock's place. It just starts throwing cars yeah. at his apartment. <laughs> and, and the greatest part is the um, all the tabloid people are just like camped outside of mm-hmm. Matt's apartment. Mm-hmm. So like this villain shows up and starts hucking cars, and the one guy who's like filming, he's just like, "Who is that guy?" And he's like, "Wait for it." <laughs> They always tell you who I they are, and then it's just like, "Oh, Mr. Hyde is after yeah. you." It's like, "Yeah, there it is." Told I you. love that part. That is <laughs> such a great so line. Many, so yeah, many great. Like, like, can't help but yell their name. Yeah, I just, yeah. To yeah, me, don't worry. This they'll like, tell you who he is. This and Brubaker really picks up the mantle in a very similar fact. Like, I just feel like these, those, this, however many six, seven ultimate collections of it's like the. To me, like that—that's like what Daredevil it's is. Right. We, it's we, just so fucking good. We almost did Brubaker for this series because, like, this is the contemporary <laughs> to the Oops. the end essential stuff that we did. I think we even said last week we were going to do Brubaker. We and did, then we and then we realized it's halfway through because, well, Brubaker, you need to know a you need to know because well, it starts the off from. with Daredevil in prison. Like and it starts like, off yeah, with. We'd have to summarize yeah. sixty fucking issues. It's, it's yeah, nice yeah. to talk yeah. about Bendis. I mean. I loved it. I, yeah. I I loved this book so much. I don't know if it came if it came through, but like, like I was halfway through this book and I was like, this might be the best the best Daredevil story I've ever read. Like, I loved it's, loved this book. It's truly unbelievable. I think and it it's, is. Like to me, I'm so lucky that this this was the thing that got me. Like, I mm-hmm. I it, <laughs> yeah, well, no, like agreed. all the things agreed. that had to go right. For this to be the book that got me into comics and like gave me a a, a passion that would become a career that would like, yeah, th- like this this could have mm-hmm. been Casey's um episode like we've been doing our our favorites like like this yeah, tells me easily. so much about you and your relationship with comics it's yeah oh man just wait till the next issue baby so <laughs> yeah well next week that is going to be a very interesting next uh, week is my pick and it's a lot guys. <laughs> Bendis from here though goes on. I mean, a historic run, like historic uh, time at Marvel. Um, his yeah. his new he just became the champion of fucking events. Like he created the Marvel, the current Marvel like style. Well, like, his he, it's, so it's he goes on to write uh, Avengers eventually, but it's after um after uh, the Avengers get broken up, and mm-hmm. um he brings in Spidey and daredevil right daredevil's on the on some of one of the versions of the new avengers i think a little bit yeah very but he brings in little but luke yeah. cage is a finally an avenger um and uh spider woman is a huge character spider woman is a giant character avengers. um and yeah so his new avengers run jessica jones I, I just wanted to mention his new avengers run because um to me if there was ever a book that encapsulated marvel as a whole it, the entire company it's that book that book is so mm-hmm. special to like for me that is like one of the the biggest like mainstream comics ever that that breakout to um that new avenger stuff it's so good it's 
uh, but it, like that is the quintessential. If ever, anyone was just looking for like a generic Marvel book, that is the whole. That is like the heart of Marvel to me. That that's like the <laughs> the core book that I would give anyone. That book is tremendous. It is, uh, I. It, it's so interesting because that like started Secret Invasion, and, like all those big events, and yeah, it kicked that, off. A that lot that feels of stuff. like it revolutionized where we are today in terms of. Uh, that's more like what I yeah, No, it created. It, I mean, created for better or for worse the yearly event. Like that was that was Bendis. Like he, yeah. well, but it were, was they, because because for a little while there, they were out, really good. Yeah, he was pumping yeah. out incredible <laughs> events year after year, and then they kept trying to do that when there wasn't the storytelling. And it's like yeah, it's now hard. we're tired of it. Can you stop? Yeah. Yeah. Avengers like, disassembled like, is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Disassembled created the modern that's era like of right, Marvel. It's like right when I got into comics was that all that stuff was starting yeah. to come out. So that, like, that's what, that was my comics renaissance. Like, like I was into comics a lot as a kid and then kind of fell off for a while yeah. and then came back right, right at that way. Well, Marvel never uh, rebooted, but disassembled and like that post disassembled is the closest thing they did to like new 52. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Too much better uh, acclaim. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> an official. Re- it wasn't a hard reboot. They didn't get rid of all their history. No, I think. I think <laughs> looking at it, looking at it, hindsight, it feels like a reboot, but it certainly it wasn't at the time. So yeah, no, that's man. This book is so fucking beautiful. I'm gonna read this whole fucking thing, <laughs> and then we're gonna jump into next week. And I. Don't I... Even know. We might, might as well give, give our down. audience the the, uh, the trigger warning for next week. We're doing Transmet. Yep. Uh, yeah, Transmetropolitan. We, uh, you know, I have some things to say about um, specifically media that is created by people that you find out later are monsters and we, what that we means. Typically, we'll we, get as into a it. rule, we try to avoid them, but with with the 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 theme of this season, it became kind of hard to. Well, because yep. you know we've talked we've talked about books with monsters on them, and we just did not mention the monsters because they were inconsequential. Like it was like yeah. an artist, and it's like, well, that guy didn't really do much to the to, for the book, so like, <laughs> fuck him. We're just not gonna we're not gonna give him credit, you know? Yeah. But this one, it's a little bit more, um, you know, like it is a self insert by Warren Ellis, and it is. But it's also pivotal to who I am as a person. It's pivotal to comics in general. Warren Ellis created the modern era with authority and with Transmetropolitan. It's the greatest cyberpunk comic since Akira. And like name another one besides those two. You fucking can't. Um, It's hard to ignore people when they create foundational things. Exactly. So I, I think, you know, we've avoided talking about any monsters up until this point, which is like a very difficult tiptoe dance. Yeah, pretty much. There's so many monsters we talked about are are man thing and swamp thing so far. (laughs) Those are those are the good monsters. Okay, those are the lovable Frankenstein's. I wouldn't go. But yeah, so we'll. (laughs) we'll we'll jump into it next week i you know i i have things to say about it uh but rest assured we're not we're not giving any monsters a pass we just need to talk about the good things that the monsters did for the world you know what i mean yeah yeah so tune in next week that's next week that'll be fun (laughs) this is a long one thanks for sticking around everybody uh yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Also, I, I, I apologize for nothing. I, I was reading this book <laughs> and went, this is going to be a two-hour episode. Like, I Yeah, just it's a knew. double D-sized uh, episode. 
<laughs> but uh, but let's keep this conversation going in the Discord. Come hang out with us there. It's totally free. I'll give you a link to it. Uh, we need we need more of y'all on our Discord. So come uh, come hang out with us. Um, also, uh, if you want to give us money, you can do that too. Go to duelinggenre.com/support and join our Patreon. We got a bunch of cool stuff for you out there in the Patreon. Uh, just from Dueling Genre as a whole. Also, just go check out duelinggenre.com. There's a lot of cool podcasts for you to listen to there. We got we got content. You got ears. We can put that content in your ears. Uh, come hang out. So uh, for myself, for those guys, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.